this is Forever Collector and we are doing Collectors Anonymous. Today we have a huge guest. His name is David or we know him better as Brown Eyes Yellow Dragon. How you doing brother? Good. How are you Carlos? I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's good to get you on uh, the podcast finally. Um, been very excited about this feature. This guy uh, is a huge, huge collector. Um, he's probably one of the biggest slab collectors I get to call a friend. And he oh. probably has more impressive cards in his con collection than I do in my boxes. So I'll just be honest right oh, there. No. But yeah. Mighty. I'm Mighty curious. Nice of you, man. No, you have, you have both nice cards and sealed collection. Thank you. In my opinion. Thank you. I'm very proud of sealed collections. I, I like uh I like boxes, I like packs, I like blisters, I like all different kinds of like unique products that go within each set and like there's some like really crazy weird third party uh blisters and stuff too that are really interesting that I like to collect as well. Um uh, but yeah, this is about you, brother. So how'd you get into collecting? Uh well I started you know, like everyone else, but like I, my first set was Legendary Collection because I really, really just aesthetically like the reverses. You know? Right. And they were relatively, the entry level was really cheap for me, for all of us, right? Right. Um, like the PSA 10s were going for like $100, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Nido King, 100 um, Alakazam, 200 So it was like a nice entry level for me to start into Wizard of the Coast, which was considered still vintage, right? Right. And then after that LC reversed, um, I dived into like Neo Discovery, um, Neo Genesis. So I um, I I started to explore more through uh, after LC, but I always had the goal of like finishing um, LC, which unfortunately I did not. I wasn't able to do it. I finished the hollow set, but I couldn't finish the Which reverse. is... It's very tough. It's a feat in itself, brother, so don't beat yourself up too bad. The hollow collection oh, is probably you, even even harder to finish than the reverse hollow collection just because there's certain cards that have less than 20 or 10 pop in PSA 10. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I've swung a few times at uh, Dark Blastoise and they all came back nine, so it was very, very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure those cards were extremely minty too. But yeah, that's a very, very low pop card that you mentioned. Definitely, bro. So that's cool. Uh, legendary collections. I I really like the set personally. And back when I first got into it too, it was extremely, extremely cheap stuff. The packs. Mm -hmm. I really liked the the packs because since it was the first set to include reverse hollows. You always got a reverse hollow, mm -hmm. so you never lost. You always had a chance at that big card or those big cards that you want, no matter what. Absolutely. And that's like that's Absolutely. a beautiful thing in itself. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I like uh, Expedition and Aquapolis and Skyridge as well, because you can still pull a reverse hollow Crystal Charizard, which is really amazing, or a Crystal Celebi reverse hollow, which is like one of my favorites actually. And so. I think all those very first Watsy sets that have the reverse hollows are just amazing, amazing. Absolutely, my brother. Yeah, those are like great cards that you just mentioned, like the um, reverse Sky Ridge um, Charizard, reverse um, Sky Ridge Celebi. Those mm -hmm. are like extremely, extremely thought upon cards to this day. So, yep. Yeah. And yeah, it was a nice little LC was like the intro, like you said, of the reverse foil. Yep. And, and yeah, that was a nice entry level for me to get into the hobby. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. I really, uh, I really like to see how you went from that to owning some of the biggest cards in this hobby. <laughs> and so that's, you know, entry level doesn't quite say it. Uh, you moved very quickly and very rapidly into oh. uh, the higher tiers of uh, these rare cards that you can't even find in packs. So tell us something about those. What do you, what do you like to collect that doesn't come in a pack? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I obviously, I'm a typical trophy whore. I like the trophy <laughs> cards. <Yep>. Uh, <laughs> don't we all? Um, don't we all? Yeah. Uh, Rarity scarcity. That's that's the name of the game. And I, I was relatively introduced to that early through fellow peers. 
if I can name one peer, I would say AC Pokemart. He is one of the biggest collectors in the hobby. He owns a PSA 9 um, Illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, that's not does. a small card, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a and really he, wild card. Yeah, and I would like to give him a huge shout out. And uh, he helped me out a lot into like, you know, like kind of go get out of the set cards and like truly get into those like scarcity and rarity card, like um, Master Scroll, Master's Key, Trophy Kangaskhan, University Magic Card, all that good oh, stuff. So just dropping bombs yeah. on us. For those who don't know, um, those are some of like the rare cards that were either won from a tournament or they were won from uh, a competition of some kind. And there was only so many copies ever produced for that uh, specific card. And so it makes them highly, highly desirable and valuable, of course. So that's Absolutely. that's really cool. Then, thank you. Thank you. Oh, sorry about that. That was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Grab her. Let's see this beautiful pooch. <laughs> no, she just went out. She just said their thing. So, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. No, but, yeah, no worries. But yeah, well, but obviously, I'm I'm still a huge fan of set cards. You know, like um, Neo Revelation. Oh. Know, those um, those are like classic sets. You know what I mean? And um, um, Fossil Jungle. Even though they were mass printed, like for example, Jungle. It's extreme. They're PSA 10 pops are still very low to this day. At least, yeah, it's crazy, and it's. Yeah. I think it uh, it attributes to the very early, you know, um, Wizards of the Coast that was producing a new card for a new company, and they weren't, you know, assuring that every single part was quality. And it's really interesting, actually, mm -hmm. to see like the Japanese side production of Pokemon, which is like immaculate. Like there's like you can mm -hmm. you can almost guarantee a ten out of packs in Japanese, but like in English and Absolutely. especially in the Watsi early Watsi area, oh dude, it was in errors left and right, miscuts left and right, misprints left and right. Oh, it was it was really I mean like from packs to boxes to cards, like it was it was crazy. Like the black triangles on packs or on base like that was crazy like they were like oh yeah we printed too much first edition let's just cover it up with the black triangle no big deal <laughs> absolutely and um you for example carlos you speak for experience right because you opened a lot of packs yourself back in the day and yeah yeah you have a hands-on experience right yeah yeah um i'm definitely i i gotta say i've been one of the luckier ones because most of my cards that i've pulled have been uh tens and they came back tens and there's That's only crazy. been a few cards that you know haven't been but i mean i pulled the crystal charizard i pulled the corrected blaine's charizard i've pulled uh shining steelix from neo destiny i've pulled Dang. shining magikarp from neo destiny and that uh first edition or from neo revelation excuse me um first edition and that came back a 10 as well um mm -hmm. there's only been like a few cards that didn't get a 10 um but yeah definitely been lucky and i've definitely been burned too i've i pulled the first edition korean charizard and mm -hmm. it got a nine and there was a manufacturer um a mark on it from the manufacturer i have like the live video um because it was a box break oh nice nice yep but it was crazy because like in the video as you open up the pack you can see the little mark there it's weird so it's got a psa 9 mk mk oh mark yeah oh, that's, that's cool. what mk actually... that's what that qualifier means yeah okay cool yeah yep. personally i like i like those marks. you know like psa 9 uh psa 9 oc yep you yep know, like... those are cool definitely i have a friend who collects a lot of that too Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's um it's really interesting cuz uh a lot of these a lot of these sets, you know, they were so young as a company and they weren't worried about, you know, blade uh sharpness constantly. And so you're always seeing like the paint like chip in the corner and yeah, or get nicked yeah. in the corner and so it's just it's heartbreaking, but at the same time when you get a 10, it feels that much better. It really, really does. Absolutely. When you pull a card, yeah. that's an amazing feeling. Yep, no denial. But when you them, when you send it to denial. PSA and get back the ten on it, oh my gosh, man, it is ten. 
And it's like throwing the a perfect boomerang from one hand to the other. You're like, pow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I completely agree with you. And I've only been privileged to experience a few times. And But like you said, when you get that 10, it's, it's, it's memorable. You won't ever forget it. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And that's like what I like the most about Pokemon. Uh, that's like what got me really bad as a kid. I would mow lawns day in and day out to get packs. I grew up a little bit poor, so that's that's how I got my packs. You know, I was working hard or I was, you know, doing things for others to get, you know, coins here and there so I could go get some Pokemon. Damn, yep. that's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. But now, and it was, it was really cool because, I don't know, when I got back into it, I uh, went right back to the sets that I couldn't afford as a kid and uh-huh. just, I was buying boxes and packs and just opening all to the mouth, dude. Like didn't care. Wow. Yeah. Like every single pack, I wasn't even videotaping it, dude. It was, it was so early, bro. I never even had that thought. And I was like pulling hollow Articunos, Moltres, Zapdoses, Dragonites, Snorlax, fucking Vaporeon wow. and Jolteon. Yeah. I was pulling all kinds of crazy shit. And I never filmed it. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't take a, took a quite a minute for me to, you know, realize, hey, I should probably just be filming this, like, document it for fun. And then that's right, kind of right. how Forever Collector was born, because I just was like, oh, this is fun. I wonder if somebody else wants to watch this. Yeah, everyone's doing it right now, right? Like, oh, yeah. Revolution yep. and, like, you know, Hope. Even Logan Paul, you know, and like everybody's just joining in on this pack opening movement. And now we're going to have November 15th with Steve Aoki. Yep. That's actually a wow, pretty crazy wow. event if you want to talk about that a little bit. That was, that's, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. What do you think about it? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know anything about it. I'm just like on the um, third viewer side. I just heard about it through Instagram and. I mean, it's, I don't know. Do you think it will push up another layer of hype? I don't know. It's already so high in terms of my subjective view. Right. But if it can get more, get, yeah. What do you think? I think, um, sky's the limit, uh, to be completely honest. (laughs) Cause I mean, there's, there's more and more people that have similar situations to us where we couldn't get the packs as a kid one way or another and now we can it doesn't matter money isn't a thing when you're wanting to you know relive your childhood memory and so i think that's where a lot of people are at they're like oh fuck it we have we have a really good income or whatever the case may be let's get back into something that we were we missed out as a kid right so they're gonna open a first edition based booster box um is this whose box is it do you know um, I'm pretty sure it's Gary's boxes. Cool. cool. Yep, yep. And we're and, gonna open it live. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's all gonna be on like Steve Aoki's uh, page, I believe. Um, but Perfect. yeah, it's like it was really interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, if for the viewers who don't know, there's this big event going on. Um, with Gary from Pawn Stars, I'm sure you guys know who he is. Super, super famous from trying to pawn his Charizards to Rick Harrison and the and the uh, uh, the pawn guys. So it was really cool to see that uh, to see that episode and to like see that there was somebody out there who like was just been hoarding this stuff. And um, I have seen some pictures of his collections, and he has boxes for days. It really, he really does. So I'm, I, I, I mean, that's just my assumption. I really don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just as in the dark as you. Cause I'm not, I'm not somebody that, you know, was participating in it. I wish I was, I would definitely love to be participating in that in the future for sure. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. this time I wasn't for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for that um, opening and, you know, those and, there's only so many of those first edition based booster boxes, right? In the world. Yep. And I think they're breaking a couple of unlimited as well on top of it. So like it okay. was like three okay. boxes maybe or four boxes. And um that's what okay. that's what I really like uh to see as well because uh more boxes get permanently taken off the market. And 
that's it. And so I look yep. at my boxes and I'm just like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> I I love being able to uh, to hold on to things. I like keeping things sealed as much as I like keeping or ripping them open. And a lot of my boxes have always stayed sealed. Um, I own a few of my most favorite sets and I've never opened them. So. Wow, wow, wow. And that's a difficult thing to do, like to keep um, stuff sealed. And, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, the the rewards are to keep it sealed is um, quite rewarding. <laughs> right. Yep. So yeah, I understand both sides. So yeah, man. Uh, Pokemon it keeps getting bigger and stronger, and I know that there were like a traces, like retracing of unlimited base arts and stuff. Like I'm sorry, unlimited PSA nine. Yep. Um, whether it will be the Zarge, you know, the trios, I remember yeah. they were retracing a bit and people were freaking out. But at the end of the day, oh, it's just unlimited base. If you pay attention to other sets like Neo Genesis, like Lugia, mm-hmm. um, for set Lugia, PSA9, I don't think very many people dude. saw that coming. Holy shit. I, I, I'm sorry for the viewers and your your youngsters watching, but that was that was a crazy left fielder. I was selling Lugias that I was getting for free for a thousand dollars. That's insane. Wow. And they were beat up, fives wow. and sixes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people have suddenly, um, you know, even the unlimited base, they're kind of going down or like retracing. There's a Neo Genesis, um, Lugia, PSA 9 even. They went from two to 5,000 in a mm-hmm. matter of weeks. And I'm just like, wow. And PSA 10, according to the grapevine, Gary got an offer of 100 k for the PSA 10, and he declined. That's now, crazy. I don't know what to say, man. I really That's don't know crazy. what to say. Apparently, um, I have the privilege of living in California, and I get to meet a lot of um, local collectors. Like I live right next to uh, Swolpoke, who's mm-hmm. been in the hobby since 2015. You know, yep. like all these like um, big collectors that we hear today, and other collectors like Professor Oak Cali, who is a big shadows yeah. collector. Um, they all live in Southern California, so I have the privilege to be exposed to that. And yep. um, yeah, they um, tell me all this insider information, you know, because you know, to them it's just like a private conversation, like you, um, like you and I are having. Right, right. right. Except this is going to be aired on the internet. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude, that's cool, man. And um, I I did notice that when I went out to L.A. Um, to come visit was uh, that the community there is just so much crazier and there's so much more people involved. Here in little bitty Minnesota, there's, you know, very, very <laughs> few TCG stores in general and there's an even smaller uh, Pokemon collector community. And so... Over here, you know, it's the five to ten guys that do it, and we all know each other. <laughs> and over in California and LA, especially, like you could you could be sit, sitting standing next to one of the biggest collections, you wouldn't even know it. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and I experienced that myself firsthand. I experienced that myself firsthand. Like when uh, I live right by Frankincense, which I know you have been to yourself. Oh, I love that place. And, I wanna I wanna do something like that here someday. That's. Oh man, uh, it was amazing. Absolutely. It was amazing. Shout out to Frank and Sons, yo. You got yeah. a good thing going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know yeah, for those who don't know what Frank and Sons are, it's, it's like a giant swap meet, right? And yep. with, um, professional as um, fuck too. You know, not, in, in terms- yep. Not in some field or nothing. I've been to a few swap meets and flea markets that were you know, all done at a farm or some, you know, dirt patch, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't very well put together. And so Frankensons is like crazy. They have some of the craziest memorabilia in there that you'll ever see. And like, that's like personal collection, I believe of Frank or whoever actually owns that place. Right. Like they have like every single McDonald's NASCAR, uh, racing suit or whatever signed by like a ton of the racers it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure for sure and 
that place is like uh it's like the best place for collectors to either sell or buy yep uh, whether they are into funkos like memorabilia or you know obviously for us pokemon cards yep right? yeah big time so, Yu-Gi-Oh sellers and buyers yeah. there big time action figures like those super super expensive high high quality resin statues that are like hand painted <laughs> and are one of 25 and crazy shit yeah there's yeah anything you can imagine you can find it in there i love that place and it was it was really cool um to meet pause joker games we uh we sat me and danny sat at at that booth for a while and it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. yeah i love those cats over there shout out pause joker absolutely man yeah um i i remember when he started out as Yu-Gi-Oh, and then you know he saw the opportunities in pokemon and and he bought some cards here and there and graded, you know, more Charizards. And yeah, he's a, he's he's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. It's definitely true. There's a, I feel like there's a bit of a, a need to sell just to pay for the addiction. You know what I'm saying? You got to just be able to keep it going a little bit. Oh, it's true. <laughs> It, it, it and it's it's That's very it's too. very very fun but it gets expensive quick and so you know a lot of like myself the only reason why i started selling was because i needed to so i could perpetuate itself a little bit i was dumping tens of right, thousands right, right. of dollars you know every couple of weeks yeah. into this and just having fun at that point you know i wasn't even being business oriented or uh investing in like specific cards and stuff i was just going after the stuff that i didn't get to have as a kid and I spent a lot of money doing it and it was a lot of fun. And after that, I was like, all right, let's, let's reel it back a little bit and figure out how to, you know, get rid of the stuff I don't want so I can buy the stuff that I do want. And that's how it started. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me too. I was just like, for me, um, there were certain cards that you couldn't even find on eBay or even Yahoo auctions or, Mm -hmm. Um, the term acquisition come to come into mind for me in that uh, no matter how much money you had or you know on Instagram they always write or Instagram or E4 which is a forum on it's a website for a lot of Pokemon collectors they write in the buy section willing to offer 4500 for this card or $5,000 for this card sometimes you know um, th- there are cards so rare it's hard to just get them and it's like money is not enough yep. which is really surprising because yep. like you know like you would we, think if the, you have enough money you could buy it right money, right <laughs> yeah yep definitely and that's it's crazy you have to like know somebody and they have to like you on top of it right so i always thought Absolutely. that that was like cool to make sure that we were you know getting uh friends that were able to you know find product like that because it it doesn't really matter what kind of money you have there's certain people with certain cards that are like i don't give a hell what you got bro like like if i like you maybe i'll sell it to you that's about as about as far as you get with these people i i think it's really cool because you know a lot of other things do have a price on it and if you hit it they will sell it to you but i've legitimately offered Mm -hmm. three four times the market on certain items and they're like big middle finger bud (laughs) so it's you know it doesn't it doesn't matter what what you have you know and you just that's what i like about it too is that there's there's like this crazy you know, super, super rare side of it, but it doesn't take money just to get there or only money to get there. It takes a good personality, a kind heart and a few good friends. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like obviously money, we can't deny it helps, right? Like the more money you offer, it's not going to hurt your position. But in terms of like that, um, finding the seller, finding that person who's willing to sell or even has that car that you're looking for, it definitely um, comes with the relationship and friendship slash, you know, um, connection that right. you meet through this hobby. Right. You right. meet all sorts of people through this hobby. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I was curious though, would you, uh, 
I have some stuff here that you want to open up something? We were talking about opening up stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm always down for that, man. All right, all right. Let me go get... uh, I I have a specific product that I wanted to buy or to open up. All right, all right. One second. All right, guys. I'm excited here. I'm gonna quick uh, switch you over to this other camera so you guys can get uh, a good view of that. I think that's gonna work right there. Can you see that, David? Oh, snap. Like right here. So you can see that this whole thing right here. All right. Yep. All right. So this is a Dark Ride Premium box. Uh, it was made for Diamond and Pearl. It was helping introduce uh, Diamond and Pearl Arrow, but it has a Crystal Guardians oh. and Dragon Frontiers booster packs in it. So let's open it up and see what we got inside, boys. This is, uh, I love, I love opening a product so much. And, and you know what's funny? The only reason why I'm opening this, and this is one of these rare products made by uh, Pokemon themselves. So this is act- isn't actually uh-huh. a third-party produced product. Um, I have three of these. So that's why I don't really mind opening it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we're going we're gonna to do it really nice for this podcast. I wanted it to be a good episode, so we're going to have some fun here. I don't care. No more. This box is no more. I want to get this giant card out very nice and chill, though, because I like these giant cards. Woo! (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. I'm going to try to position. I I had bumped the mic. Sorry about that. So, what we're opening right now is a Dark Ride Premium box for the viewers who cannot see, can only listen. And we're having some fun doing it because uh, it's always good to have some fun while you're hanging out with your friends. So, here comes the crazy part. Which one do we do first? Crystal Guardians? Yes. Alright, we'll do Crystal Guardians first. Save the big boy for last. I love Crystal Guardians. I hope you get the Mew. Oh, bud, that'd be so nice if I get the Mew. Ooh, we have beautiful cards in the back. We're not going to do no card trick because we don't care about that. We're just trying to care about getting the cards out safely. We have a Krabby, a Diglett, a Bulbasaur. Ooh. We got the War Turtle. Okay, okay. And non-hollow Pelipper. We got the War Turtle, though. We got the War Turtle. All right. You got the trio. Oh, did I? You got Bulbasaur, Charmander, and War Turtle. Here we go for the oh. second one. Dragon Frontiers. Come on, uh, baby. Come on. Let's, Ooh, let's get let's some crazy. Come on, oh, baby. So Come on. Charizard, baby. Ladybug. Nidoran. Elekid, Ralts, Ekans, we have a Trapinch Reverse Hollow, and, oh, a non-hollow Arbok. Oh, I thought you got to get it. (laughs) That's sad. We pulled nothing out of that. And uh, this, like, it's got, like, a hollow misprint at the top. What's in this thing? There's nothing good in here. Some of these uh, deck boxes have uh, a pack inside as well. So we got two duds. Sat, womp, womp. We need a we need a button for that. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> it's all good. I've never seen those packs open like this, so it's pretty. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, brother. I definitely like these yeah. big cards. These big cards are crazy cool. Not too bad either. <laughs> so, get the, get imagine trying to assure the quality on these fucking things, huh? <laughs> these oversized cards. Oh my goodness, it'd be so ridiculously hard to keep up with that. Pain in the ass. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Sure. Alright, let's get back to our chat here. That's alright. Here we go. Uh, can you hear me? Everything's good? Yep. Alright, let me clean up this little mess here. So yeah, brother, um, what are you chasing right now? Or are you just hanging out now because uh, you got some pretty big cards in today? Yeah, I mean, I'm always like, uh, Oop, excuse me. small things I'm looking for, like, you know, Mew Victory Orb and uh, Super Secret Battle Mewtwo, so kind of good, like, upper, upper tier cards. But in terms of, like, my contentment, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Um, I don't think I'll be as intensive as I was, if that makes sense. Um, I will be always be involved with the community, Pokemon community, and that like I'll always be focused on new sets and right. you know, try to get those you know that champions pass, vivid voltage, all those good stuff and but like in terms of like going on eBay, you know, seeing market prices or last sold, I'll be less intensive in that. Yeah, i I'm pretty other than those cards that I mentioned, I'm pretty uh, happy with my current position. And I I strongly believe that the hobby will outprice me. Even, you know, someone who started, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. Like, there will be even bigger pockets than you and I can think of. And oh, we 100%. Won't be yeah. So, and, I'm, 100%. I'm not, and I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, I'm humbled by that. Yeah. I think I think that's important to always remember, not just in Pokemon, but in everything. There's always somebody who's going to be better than you or have more than you. And so that's important to always try not to like compare yourself. Um, but in terms of being priced out, uh, I think I think we have a while for that to happen just because um, we did get in so early and we have a mass uh, crazy crazy collection. So if at any time we need to liquidate to make a purchase for something else that we're looking for, um, it's not that hard. And so I'm not, I don't think we're going to be priced out for a long time if we ever are. Cause you know, who knows by then we might, we might be crazy, crazy more than what we are now. <laughs> you know, who knows five years from now, we could be oh, even really? more addicted oh, than we are now. Right. It could go the other way. We could be we could be For over sure. here, you know, downgrading to a smaller house so I can buy a f nice, you know, vault room <laughs> for my Pokemon. <laughs> no, um, I don't, really, that's really interesting that you say that. For me, like, if I could name a specific card, like Crystal Charizard, Sky Ridge, PSA 10, I think I'm, I'm definitely outpriced. You know, like I don't think I can pay. Like I think it's like 25k PSA 10. I don't think I can like easily drop that as compared to its predecessor predecessor prices. You know. Definitely, yeah. but you own two, so I mean, like, you're you're not priced out of much there, bud. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> definitely you're not yeah. you know when you already own one or two or something i don't think you can be priced out of that item you have it you're done <laughs> definitely oh i feel you i feel you sorry about that my internet connection is kind of being funky but let me fix this real quick that's all right okay. that's all right no worries at all all right should be good but yeah what about you? What are your goals? What are next for you? I feel like um, you are pretty content yourself, no? <laughs> yes, I am looking. I am looking for something. Uh, if anybody wants to help me, uh, you know, try to find it, and somebody who wants to trade for it, uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, uh, hard to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking for uh, the phone card birds. 
I really, really want the phone card birds. Like that's like one trio set that I I would I would easily trade a lot of stuff for. So you know anybody out there, if you're listening to this and you have the trio phone cards, hit your boy up. Let's see, let's see what we can work out. I don't know the trio people, but I know some people like um, Pokey Emperor and Pokemon Radar, which I know you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know who both of them are. Um, but they only own one of them or two of them. I want to buy all three of them for one person. Preferably, okay, okay. preferably wanna... sequential too. Cause there's two or three sets that are PSA 10 sequential. If you didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that at yeah. all. And those cards, you want them in PSA 10? They're oh. like super expensive, aren't they? Oh yeah. And they're super, super rare. I like, I, I don't know. I really, really like the art. For one, and I also think it's really cool that it was an actual phone card that you were able to, like, punch in, right? That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are those are definitely grails that I personally would love to observe. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if we're, you know, like, the absolute grail for me is definitely the super secret battle trophy cards. Um Oh, yeah. Mewtwo's my favorite Pokemon as well. So, um, him being yeah, yeah. on those trophy cards just makes it, like, that much cooler and, like, that much more desirable, in my opinion. Absolutely, yeah. I believe um, Mewtwo was my last first edition base PSA 10 card that I was able to acquire before the Logan Paul um, explosion. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, pro I'm, I'm happy that was the card that I was able to acquire, even though I, I wish, you know, we all want to get as many PSA 10s as possible. But for me, I'm happy that I was able to at least acquire Mewtwo because, you know, that's our childhood favorite um, Pokemon. You know, that's our first movie and it has yep. a lot of nostalgia to it. Yeah. And that's the card that Gary V, um, uh, you know, mixed reviews about him. But at the end of the day, that was the card that he first publicized that all right, I'm into Pokemon, you know? Yep, yep. Um, people have told me that he's been into Pokemon since like, years, but that was that first card. He was like, yep, I bought that card. Here you go. I'm into Pokemon. So yeah. I'm happy to have acquired Mewtwo, and hopefully um, I get to at least witness another SSB uh, Super Secret Battle um, Mewtwo on auction one day. Yeah. That'll that'll be that'll be a tough one because I know myself and a few other people will be taking on second mortgages. Not a problem. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, definitely. What else? What else are you into? Um, I know that you're into a very little bit of sealed product. You own some of the Mario and Luigi sealed boxes. Um, I bought from you. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> not a problem. Thank you for not that a problem. Um, I'm glad yes, you. Yes. I'm glad you love it, brother. I really enjoyed them boxes as well. I love. I love the crossovers with the Poncho Pikachu. It was very, very cool and very new. You know what I'm saying to do with Pokemon, and they did a lot of crossovers. Um, I don't think a lot of the other stuff was official by Pokemon, but like they did uh, Pika Pool. And they did a lot of mm -hmm. other cool stuff with Pikachu as well, which I thought was, like, really cool. But um, as far as, like, the Poncho Pikachus, there was, like, Team Skull Grunt, the Poncho Gyarados and Magikarp, the Rayquazas, the uh, Charizards, and then there was, like, a few other ones. <laughs> Can't remember off the top of my head. But those I thought were super, super cool. I own some of them as well if anybody wants to see them. In the future, I'll, I'll post them for sure. Mm. I definitely... I don't know. I'm a huge fan of those boxes. Uh, they were sold by the Pokemon Center. And they were like um, uh, a store-exclusive um, product. So they were only sold in Japan. And they're o they were only sold for a very short period of time or while supplies lasted, I think. Which didn't last very long for some of these ones. Um, but yeah, the Mario yeah. and Luigi is like huge right now. Huge. I saw... An opened one with all the contents in it, but it was open. Uh -huh. He sold it for twelve hundred dollars by itself, just the Mario. Wow! 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 That's yep. crazy. And he wanted eighteen hundred for the Luigi. He just oh uh, eighteen hundred for the Luigi. Yeah, but that one was, was sealed. Open? No, it was sealed. Oh, that one. Yeah, that okay. one was sealed. 
Definitely. Wow. Yep. Um, I I bought the both of them, Luigi and Mario, open in, on eBay for seventeen hundred dollars back um, like like two months ago. Yeah. And then I sent them to PSA, and we'll see how it goes. Oh man, yeah. fingers crossed for you. I have yeah, uh, I have you. a few of the I have like the Gyarados and the Magikarp, Pancho Pikachu in a ten, as well as the sealed box. Yeah. I think oh, nice, I think it's nice. really cool having like some of the sets at PSA ten to go with like the sealed product, and <laughs> that's um, that's what me and my other friend we were really talking about. It's like me, I'm just like all over the place. Like I want everything to do with one set. I want a master set. I want complete PSA ten hollow set or secret rare within that set, and then I want all the blisters. I want the box. I want all the other products that had those packs in it. I want the store displays i want um i have even like this this deoxys here i'm gonna grab it one second this deoxys poster i got i really like but i got this as well tangled up a little bit here oh. hold on I know you guys can see me oh, oh whatever ah, I just want to show you oh. <laughs> so this no, thing would like no way. it would like hang in the store I have two of them But yeah, they're a little bit tangled up. So like this would just like hang in the store like this from the ceiling with the theme decks. So each of the the things hanging down are the theme decks. Damn. And then this one, this side is uh, the Rayquaza and then this side's Deoxys. Deoxys, yeah, 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 for sure. I, oh man, I love, I love like all these like weird products that these sets came out with for for each one right that pokemon was like oh yeah let's make a cool little box of this or a collector's box of that like i own these as well wow both sealed wow super mint that's the thing carlos i cannot i cannot get into um I cannot get into sealed products at this point of the hobby because um, they're just too 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 difficult to acquire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's getting harder and harder to acquire a legit product as well. So I can definitely feel why you're you know not so much tipping your feet in yet. Uh, for me though, I just I don't know. It's having having the card in a PSA ten is like really really cool. But having the box for it, and I can just, like, pull it at any time I want. Like, let's say I'm 80 years old and I just want to open this shit and pull pull a card, you know. I can pretty much do that, especially with the Watsy sets. Absolutely, man. And that's definitely a position that I'm sure a lot of people want to be in. And oh, definitely. That is, that is um, yeah, it's an impressive, uh, I guess, direction. Um, in either way, so whether you go slab or you go steel, I think it's applied in either way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I agree with that, and it's it's really interesting because I think they're both very impressive in their own respective, and so that's why I. I'm all over the place. I think there's so much cool stuff and like there's so many different products and there's a lot to learn. Like coming into mm-hmm. this hobby, mm-hmm. there's so much to learn. It's like almost like learning another language. When and when oh, people sure. hear me talk about Pokemon or talk about a price of a Pokemon or something that I'm trying to acquire, it's I might as well yeah. be speaking Mandarin, you know? And so Absolutely. it's it's really cool that when I got into it that there was this community that talked the same language as I did. 
and I just I ran with it and I love it. I've loved every second of it. So I love being in the community. It's a lot of people, you know, are you know saying lately it's a little bit too much with the prices and stuff like that. But I think that also gives the real the opportunity to the the real members of the community to shine. I think it gives them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it gives other small time collectors uh, an opportunity to become bigger. Because there's mm-hmm. always a collection out there to be purchased that can be life-changing money. And I think that um, self-motivation is a part of that. You know, If you really want to be successful um, in something, <laughs> you have to put 100% into it. And I think that you know more people should be trying to do that instead of just being upset that you know prices are the way they are or that there's certain influencers in the community now. I think we should embrace them because education is going to be the the longest lasting aspect of Pokemon. Not us, not our money. It's the education and the knowledge. Absolutely, man. I can't. I couldn't agree more with that statement. Um, and there will always be, you know, we spoken earlier and privately. There will always be haters. There will always be people. Who, yeah. Kind of put you down in terms of reaching certain goals, but at the end of the day, once you reach it, and it's it's our goal, not anyone else's. Goal. Right, and so, that's with anything, you know. And I think any, you know, there's there's a lot of people, you know, who can be upset with whatever is in their lives, or you know, whatever the case may be. And um, I'm here just to share my experience and my side of it, and that's just what I want to do mm-hmm. is is share the love I have for Pokemon with other people because I think it's a very, very healthy way to express who you are. Um, mm-hmm. I, and collecting in general, not just collecting Pokemon, I think collecting in general is a very, very good way to express yourself. I think it's a very, mm-hmm. very healthy way to express yourself. I think that mm-hmm. when you are collecting, you're staying out of trouble 100%. And I also think that it's something that it's cool to pass on to your children. And that's probably the biggest connection that any collector and their collection can make is to be able to pass it down. And I think that one day, because my kids right now, oh, they're, they love Pokemon. They are just as big as collectors as I am. And hopefully their kids are like that and their kids are like that. So when I'm 90 years old, I can be like, listen here, you little guy let's get this going i've had some charizards that are older than your parents bro let's go <laughs> <laughs> wow that's uh, that's amazing um everything that's yeah i agree with you man um it definitely i see the longevity of pokemon and and i don't see influencers or anyone like you know logan paul getting into hobby as a negative thing i think it's more like stating the obvious right and it's like it's long overdue that pokemon has been this has been such iconic um collectible slash you know it's a journey right you know like there's never been a hobby where you have to search search for different cards whereas like whether it's play promo gold star espion or ombreon those are extremely difficult to find and they're not even hollows they're um, not even a holographic and they're some of the most sought after (laughs) gold stars ever in english and in japanese but the japanese versions are holographic um but that what's crazy is that in english they were found in a pack but in japanese you had to earn thirty-five thousand player points within the tournaments and um, I think the seasons were only like six or seven months long. So each player that earned one of those had to yep. go to like almost every single tournament. And they had to place a certain number to even get to that point. And like 35,000 right. is insane number of tournaments, insane amount of time <laughs> and effort put into right. it. And I think 100% they deserve that. And I think the reason... I, I agree 100% with the reason why they are, you know, $50,000 plus now. Like, they're crazy numbers. When I was first joining the community, there were, like, only uh-huh. 10, 15,000. And back then, I was just too young to, like, even want to, like, get after that. Because I was like, oh, I'm still going after jungle and fossil and base because I never could <laughs> afford that as a kid, you know. 
and a year later it jumped to 20 30,000 and then now they're above 50,000 you can't find them for less it's crazy yep 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 and, it, and I, I like a lot of those cards. A lot of those cards, I think, in Japanese where you had to earn enough points, like the Flareon Gold Star, uh, the Celebi uh, that you have, you own that one. Um, and then uh-huh. what else? There's a few other ones I can't even remember. Uh, the Mew EX Play promo, that was another yep, one. Yep, the Mew EX yep. Play promo. And then, uh, Christ. Jolteon. Jolteon. Oh, um, Shining Magikarp. I love that one. I would think it was 800 points. Uh-huh. And uh, that was the fan club. 500 Five, points? 500 points. Okay, so, so that was like nothing. <laughs> imagine imagine having to be able to go get 500 points, bro. <laughs> Believe it or not, though, but the PSA 10 for that card is pop. 11 yep yeah yep so it's not that definitely it's, it's quite rare yep it is it is but it, it, it it's it's because the tournaments over there were weren't popping as much as they were and so in the beginning like with the super secret battle from like 96 mm-hmm. to 2001 it was on fire in japan then it kind of died out a little bit um, and that's why you that's saw cool. like a lot of the Neo Revelation play promo, Neo Destiny play promo, and so on farther. There wasn't much. There wasn't much out there. And I think I don't even. I I don't want to quote the the Japanese mm-hmm. gold stars in a ten, but like those, I'm sure are ten or less. Yeah, definitely. They yeah, have to be. Um, they have to be. Yeah, definitely the upper tier um, gold star um, evolutions are up. They're yep. quite rare. Yep. Yeah. And then what? What's the Flareon? Is it thirteen hundred points? I might be wrong. Uh, I think it's thirty thousand. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna check that real quick. Yeah. Fact check. check. Fact check. Oh, I just smacked the mic. Um, so yeah, brother, I just, I think it's a really amazing thing that, um, you can go pretty much anywhere, um, into this country and get, get what you're looking for in Pokemon. There's so much variety here in the States. Um, there's, I, it's crazy how many collections you can come up on just by driving around, um, or, you know, trying to like search, craigslist and all the social media sites um there's so much product out there there's so much product in like every country as well like in mexico all the spanish produced stuff um that was super super sought after and they couldn't um they couldn't keep that stuff on or that stuff on the shelves over in uh certain parts of europe and in australia that a lot of that stuff was broke and that's why all that red label stuff is crazy rare there's Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like put a throw an exact number out there, but I'd say it's less than like 40 or 50 for red logo jungle and red logo fossil. It's crazy. Yeah. It's gotta be nothing. Cause I've, I've been in the community for almost three years and I've come across only a few and that's th- that were for sale at least. So, I mean, that should say something because a lot of people want to move a lot of product at certain times. So I would have seen it a lot more for sale if it was more widely available. I can go find an unlimited fossil box or unlimited rocket box any day of the week. I could buy 10 of them right now on the market if I wanted to, but I could maybe buy one red logo on the market. Maybe. And that might not even be on the market per se. It goes back into, oh, I'm cool with that person, so he might sell it to me if I give him the right number. But then again, it's just because he's cool with me that I would, you know, the right number even exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. And you, you, the red logo is um, on the jungle set yep. that you were mentioning. Oh, man. I have, uh, I have I- an art set of packs that are red logo jungle. Damn. Yep. I love them. Ah. Super, super nice pair or trio. Excuse me. Wow. Wow. 
And I remember when you and I were discussing about regarding jungle about no symbol mm-hmm. and that how you think or you're saying no symbol should be more valuable than fourth edition jungle. Um, I mean, really for a long time, it was 100 percent. Oh, um, really? The the populations for no symbols are a fraction of what they are for first editions straight up. And back then, um, like there wasn't as many people flooding into the community. So the education was a lot easier to spread. And so that actually being a rare form of that or version of that card, it it did make it to the people who knew that more expensive than the first editions. I think at one point, um, the... The first edition Vaporeon was selling for like a five hundred dollars and PSA ten, and then the No Symbol was selling for eleven hundred, so like over double. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But Take I mean, me back to those prices. Those like <laughs> yeah right oh I mean I would have still paid that gladly, <laughs> straight up. Um, but I think right and it, you you saw like a little bit of a change just because you are seeing all these new people and the education can't spread as fast. So there's kind of like this little, you know, gap in between um, the learning curve and people's collections. And so I think that once the education catches up to all the new people coming into the community, no symbols once again will reign supreme just because there's, there's so minuscule amounts of no symbol. It's not even funny. And to to even know that that's no symbol, you actually have to open up a box and open up the packs. There's no outside markings. It's just like Black Triangle. There's no outside markings at all that lets you know that that's uh, no symbol. And trust me, I've me and my friends between between me and two other friends, we've probably all owned like three or four cases out of the years, and. We've opened up like six of them, and none of them were no symbols. <laughs> wow! <Yep. laughs> Not one. Yeah, out of out of pretty much like a whole case, like of different boxes, uh, sourced different places. Yeah, not one of them. Yeah, sad. It's super rare. I've seen I've seen more black triangles than I've seen no symbols. That's a fact. Yep. Damn. I think, yeah, I think no symbols are definitely super underrated right now. Um, but they, I think they will, they'll reign supreme once again. We'll get there. If I can um, share my recent acquisition. Uh, I would love to. And then uh, we'll get going here. While we're on the subject of no symbols. That is a PSA 10 Vaporeon Hollow no symbol card. To get this pat or to get this card is astronomical numbers um, and rarities for trying to find it in in the in the wild. I guess I should say. <laughs> and when you do find them, they're already beat to bits. They're never ever mint. I'd say I've bought in. I don't know, 10, 15, 20 no symbols. And the best I've gotten was a nine. Uh, most of them were like sevens and eights. And so it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a thing that people should pay attention to is certain errors that were very prominent, um, like no symbol. No symbol is a very, very prominent error. As you can see, PSA recognizes it. That's how prominent that error mm. is. Damn. Yeah. I mean, there's no fucking... Uh, mark on there <laughs> oh yeah it, oh it's mint we can see it as um obviously the viewers that aren't watching they can't see it but for my eyes it's beautifully mint they it deserves that 10 the centering on it is just magnificent absolutely magnificent and the hollow is clean super clean mm. love it thanks for sharing brother <laughs> and he pulls out the no symbol snorlax hollow psa 10 this is another one where the first edition counterpart just sold for over ten thousand dollars and you're seeing this one the no symbol i think the fractions on the uh and he pulls out the first edition to compare <laughs> yep so you can see that uh the card is obviously missing a first edition symbol and it is also missing the set symbol that would be in the bottom right picture of the card 
Um, that means oh, really? that uh, there's uh, no symbol that uh, indicates what set Snorlax came from. Uh, and that's that was a, a very, very short error that was never made again in the entire TCG. Uh, Jungle is the only set that ever affected from uh, the error called no no symbol. Um, but it definitely, uh, it looks, oh, it's crazy. It looks crazy. Um, it's really interesting to see with it without both of the little markings on both corners, right? Like, it's just like naked yes, almost. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It's like the shadow list of jungle. Yeah, yeah, like. definitely. It's like, you can't, once you know that, you'd never miss it. You know, you see it every single time, every time. So that's what I really like about the no symbol too. You can really train yourself pretty easily on that mm-hmm. but um it's getting pretty late brother uh do you want to stop and uh we'll we'll have a good conversation sometime in the future huh yeah for sure my brother all nice right we'll stay in touch you know? man i uh, <laughs> i'm excited to see where you take your collection in the future and i hope to uh have you on the, the podcast again sometime All right, my brother. Thank you for having me. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a good night. You too.